fucking kidding. The Easter Bunny did this? All I said was the Easter Bunny at the Menlo Park Mall was more convincing. He just jumped the railing and knocked me down. He's fucking dead. I'll let it go. He's under a lot of pressure. What'll happen to him? The guy in Easter Bunny suit kicked his ass. I had it coming. Fuck all that shit. Come on, Sal Bob. What really happened? All right, honey. Don't forget to look for your Easter eggs on Sunday. Bye-bye, Easter Bunny. All right, who's next? It's hot in this goddamn Hey, guys, hey, guys, get away in line like everybody else. What the hell is this? This is for Brody. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. Happy Easter, everybody. What a great weekend. Everybody's going to be out grabbing their COVID-filled Easter eggs. Have fun with that and your fucking bullshit masks face shields, whatever the fuck you're manufacturing at home due to this coronavirus that, uh, yeah, I'm not really fucking scared of. I'm more likely to get the fucking flu, bronchitis, pneumonia due to bronchitis. I am a smoker, and that makes me hella susceptible to it. And I am out there just doing my fucking job. Please stop saying, thank you for what you do. It was fun for two weeks. I'm doing my fucking job. I'm doing what I'm paid to do. I'm doing what everybody wishes they could do as far as the ones who have gotten laid off from work. And, uh, yeah, it's all bullshit. I don't care what you think. You can disagree with me. I don't care. It's not that I'm saying not to be, you know, safe taking precautions. But as far as I'm concerned, when I'm out and about, I'd rather have you be six feet plus away from me. I hate being touched. I hate being directly talked to face to face with those fucking word mouth spitters where you always get that little bit of spatter. Yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Go work on that shit. Because it always pissed me off. So that's my little PSA. Nothing major. Um, We are diving back into the NFL draft, the 2020 NFL draft, specifically on the spreadsheet, which has been sent out to everybody. Um, If you do not have a copy of this, Uh, You're more than welcome to hit me up on Twitter, hit me up in the full-time DFS Slack chat, and uh, I will get that out to you right away. Um, It is just emailed out, so specifically on Twitter, um, if you want me to send it to you, uh, attempt to DM me. Uh, My DMs should be open. Um, If not, just say, hey, I'm looking 
to get a copy of the spreadsheet and I will make sure that the DM is open for you and then you can safely give me your email uh, without you know announcing it to the whole world. This week we are dealing with wide receivers and there's a shit ton. There's like 56 guys that I had to go through this week. So um, I was hoping to get this podcast done yesterday, um, but in the long run, once I got once I got done, I just kind of sat there and said, you know what, I'm going to take a little bit of time for myself. Granted, I work, you know, 55, 60 hours each week, so um, I'm kind of limited to time for myself. Um, but uh, we have it done. Next week will be running backs. I'm going to get try and get that started earlier. Um, I'm going to work on the depth charts this weekend and start working, getting right into the running backs, kind of getting everything updated in there. And uh, hopefully I can have that out a little bit earlier. Um, tight ends will be the week of the draft. I don't know how much I'm going to get into the other positions. Um, I'm going to make an attempt to start doing that, or not start, but continue to do that this week. Um. And you should start seeing that stuff popping up with the running backs this week. So uh, let's get into it. We are going um, based on last name, so it's all alphabetical order. Um, I'm going to kind of skip some of the combine stuff because this is going to end up running a little bit longer than an hour uh, just due to the number of guys that we have in here. Um, so unless it really pertains to what I'm seeing on on the films, um, I'm going to kind of skip the combine stuff. You can see that stuff on the spreadsheet itself. So uh, let's get it going here. We're going to start with Brandon Ayuk. PFF has him projected round one and one, two. Uh, ESPN has him ranked uh, number five. Um, the ESPN ranks are expanded from five to ten, uh, or top ten. <clears throat> Um, NFL.com, since it was done through Bucky Brooks and he only lists his top five, it's only going to be, you know, whoever's within Bucky's top five. And, uh, so yeah, so he's not in, and if you don't see anything with the NFL, uh, that means that he's outside the top five. So nothing too major. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, 2019, he has 65 receptions for 1,192 yards and eight touchdown. Uh, also did some returns in both punts and kickoffs. That's kind of interesting. Uh, catches with his hands instead of his body. Kid has some wheels when he has a seam. Uh, and since he was a returner, is it, I put on here, is it a possible bonus? Um, generally, your first-round wide receivers will not be um, your kick returners and stuff, but um, especially with the new rules in the NFL, you know, the newer rules with the NFL, how they handle the kickoffs and stuff like that, um, it is quite possible that they – would put him back there and some of the guys that I, I denoted as being possible returners um, because they're less likely to take extra hits uh, due to um, uh, more kicks going into the end zone and being brought out to the 25-yard line. So uh, Next we have is Omar Bayless out of Arkansas State. Uh, 2019 had 93 receptions for 1,653 yards and 17 touchdowns. Steeping increase in production in senior year after two straight years of under. Uh, actually, that should be 40 receptions. Yikes. Or 400 yards, actually. I'll take a look at that. i got to fix that. Uh, he does use his height to his advantage. He will catch using his hand, but tends to let the ball come into his body on easier receptions. Numbers are numbers may be skewed by playing in the Sun Belt. A very, very, you know, not top conference. We're talking pretty, you know, sorry to be a dick, but, you know, it's an inferior conference. Uh, PFF uh, round projection is round six. It seems about right. Um <clears throat> That's kind of what you have to look at. When you're looking at wide receivers and stuff and you see these high reception totals, high yardage, high TDs, you need to take a look at kind of in the conferences that they're playing in, in my opinion, okay? Um, if if Omar Bayless was doing this in, say, the SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, something like that, um, I'd be way more impressed with it. And I would probably say you'd want to move him up uh, to, like, say, from round six to, like, round three, four, somewhere in there. 
um, probably even higher because just because of the output in a better, stronger conference means a hell of a lot more. Um, so really, when you're looking at the guys, you ha- if you see something like that, like kind of like an outlier in a bad conference, at least take a look at the guy and see what he's doing, how he how he composes himself, uh, you know, receiving the ball. Um, how easily is he burning people um, on you know up the seam on the sidelines and stuff like that? It's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, you will notice when I say he catches with his hands, of course, wide receivers are catching with their hands. But what it means is they're keeping their hands out front and that bo- and that ball is not coming into the body. It's not coming into the gut. It's not coming into his chest um, as frequently. Uh, that's what catch with the hands means. You're going to see two other things. You're going to see catch with the body. That means they're letting the ball come all the way in before securing. And what I call gator arming, which is, you know, imagine uh, – an alligator, short little arms, or, you know, a T-Rex arm, um, where their arms are not outstretching for balls. They're staying in close to the body. That's what that, that's what all that means. So, um, next on our list, we have Lynn Bowden out of Kentucky. Interesting fellow. Due to injuries, he took over at quarterback his junior year where he showed off his running ability, rushing for 1,468 yards and 13 touchdowns for a 7.9 yards per carry average. Ran a lot of RPOs, as you can imagine, being a running quarterback. Um, Interesting, though, is he does catch with his hands instead of his body, um, and he has uh, really good speed. Kid has some wheels and showed it on kick returns as well. Uh, He has a round four projection. Guys like this are going to be a little bit of projects. <clears throat> he could be taken in round four. He could slip a little bit more because people don't because teams don't want to take on the project of making him, you know, strictly a wide receiver. Playing um, playing a lot of quarterback can tend to make you sloppy um because you're getting away from your original position his best statistical year as a wide receiver was his sophomore year where he had 67 receptions uh for 745 yards and five touchdowns so he's no slouch but again i mean when you're playing quarterback that that much late in your college career um it can tend to hurt your original position um just in my opinion, good kid, good looking kid, uh, six foot one, 191, uh, 199 pounds. So he's a decent, he's a decent size. Um, and if some guy's ready to jump on him, he could really, uh, excel, especially, uh, could be a slot guy. Didn't write that one down, but, um, really good. Knows where the sidelines are. Tony Brown out of Colorado, senior six foot one, 195 pounds projected round seven or a UDFA. That is an undrafted free agent um he is the other buffalo wide receiver uh with steven montez at quarterback caught 56 passes for 707 yards and five tds so he's not he's not terrible um but he is quite a body catcher he lets it all come flow right into his gut uh he does understand where the sidelines are and he does have good foot placement so more of a possession type guy you fall that late into a draft, it's really hard to not only make a difference for a team, but actually make the team. So um, that's what I'm going to say is pretty much he's more of a possession receiver. He's got to get better with the catching ability. Um, But, uh, yeah, he's going to be right there at the end of the draft. Somebody kind of take a look for um, as far as people or as far as teams try to build up their depth. Next, we have Lawrence Cager out of Georgia. Big guy, 6'5", 220 pounds, um, but didn't really do too much. In 2019, he had 33 receptions for 476 yards and four TDs. If I list one year, <clears throat> that is going to be by far and away their best statistical year. It means that the other years that he was playing – didn't really do too much. So if I'm just putting 33 receptions for 476 yards and four TDs, what is that telling you? It's telling you he didn't do too much the other two or three years that he was playing. 
He did transfer. He transferred from Miami his senior year. His stats increased each year of school. But, I mean, we're talking like, you know, he had like 15, 16 receptions, then went up to like, say, 20. It was like 20 and then 25 and then 33. So it wasn't anything too impressive. Um, he is a bit of a body catcher, but he will extend the snag balls from the air. I expected more with his height, but he wasn't heavy, heavily targeted, which throws up a red flag. Just means that, you know, he wasn't – he wasn't a primary aspect of the offense. It wasn't a guy that the quarterback was looking for or maybe not trusted. So, especially at a school like Georgia, I know, you know, you get better players in there, but there's not much coming out of Georgia this year as far as uh wide receivers. So, um it really it it just it just pings me to go, you know, uh, why were they not utilizing his height, his strength? Um, and it's probably because he's not that all that great of a player. Next we have is Marquez Callaway out of Tennessee. He was consistent in his final two seasons with 30 receptions for 635 yards and six TDs in 2019 being the best one. Um, but he was right around there his uh, junior year. Uh, PFF has him projected round seven UDFA. He is another body catcher, but he can grab the ball out of the air on the 50-50 balls. Feet look slow, and sometimes he's very, very clumsy after the catch. He gets himself very off balance, and he just falls down. Not really a guy that uh, you'd be interested in. Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin. I know what you're going to say. He's projected in round five for PFF. You're expecting me to go, oh, I love Quentin Cephas. Oh, I'm going to jerk off to Quentin Cephas. Yes, he's going to go in round two or round three. No, I think round five is about right for him. I expected him to actually stay around for his senior year and not come out in a draft that was so heavy on wide receivers, and he chose to do the opposite. He chose to come out. 2019, 59 receptions for 901 yards and seven TDs. Uh Q has always been a, a body catcher, even on those higher catches. Like he'll jump, he'll jump and let it come into his and come into his gut. He isn't the greatest receiver, but he fights and uses his head to find openings. Um, projected in the right spot and in time, he could be a usable asset, be something more than uh, a backup wide receiver. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Wisconsin had a had a really good kid, uh, Nick to Nick tune, um, who ended up getting drafted by the saints. And I had a lot of faith in Nick tune, making a difference in the NFL. Um, he used his hands a little bit more. Um, that's kind of what Cephas is. Um, he's Nick tune, but he doesn't use his hands nearly as much. I, he's very, very talented, but, um, He's got a lot of work. So round five, I round five definitely would take a shot on him, and uh, hope that hope that the team could develop him. Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame, uh, 2019, 66 receptions for 1,037 yards and 13 TDs. He's another big guy. He's six foot four, 238 pounds. Uh, he has some nice range. He looks good on his 50-50 balls. The problem is sometimes he gator arms the ball when he should be catching it easily with his hands. Um, on film, his you can't really see, you can't really tell his forty time. He ran a four point four two forty at the combine, um, but he looks a bit slower when you're actually watching him on the field, uh, which is kind of a concern to me. Um, especially at a school like Notre Dame, they should have been utilizing him a little bit more with his speed and his height. Uh, PFF has him projected round four. I think he could be he could be four. Uh, he, I could easily see him slipping to five. Maybe a guy that might slip down into the six even. Next we have Tyree Cleveland out of Florida. Consistently low outputs. Um, in 2019, he had 25 receptions for 351 yards and a TD. Uh, but he does use his hands rather than his body, understands where he is on the field at sidelines, and they used him but they used him exclusively as a down the field threat, which kind of limited his output. He dude runs a four point four six forty. Um 
I actually like Cleveland better than I liked uh, Claypool, which is interesting, considering the fact that PFF has him projected at you know round seven in a UD, UDFA. Um, I would have expected that to be a little bit higher. I don't hate him. Um, I don't. I'm not in love with him, um, but he's a guy that definitely you might want to circle and uh, keep an eye on, especially if your team is the one that grabs him. Uh, Isaiah Coulter out of Rhode Island, six foot three, hundred and ninety pounds. He's a little slim for his height, but 2019 he has 72 receptions for 1,039 yards and eight TDs. He only played two seasons. Uh, he only played two seasons in college. I should note that um, I believe he was a transfer out of junior college, so that should say D1 college. Um, the kid can track a ball like, you know, not a lot of these kids are accustomed to. He's really on top of everything. Um, uses his hands rather than his body. Nice speed when led on the throw. He really handles traffic and the one-on-ones well. Uh, projected round four. I like Coulter a lot better than I like Claypool. So round four, um, especially specifically, it's going to come down to the school that he went to. Um. Uh, being the being the thing that kind of hinders him uh, was really quick, 4.45, uh, 40. He had a 36-inch vertical, 121-inch broad jump, 7.283 cone drill, which is actually very good if you get anywhere near 7. 20-yard um, shuttle was 4.62. That was pretty decent. So he's, he's a good kid. He's going to need some work. Um, he could definitely make a difference probably year two, not year one. Gabriel Davis, UCF, six foot three, junior, two hundred twelve pounds, so a little bit, a little bit thicker than Coulter. Uh, Seventy two receptions for twelve hundred forty one yards and twelve TDs in two thousand nineteen. He does create nice separation and catches with his hands. That's what we're looking for. We want guys who catch with their hands. Uh, nice sideline work, knowing where the lines are. Uh, this kid could be an absolute steal in the fifth round, which PFF is projecting. Um, if he falls, if he falls out of the fourth, you're getting extreme value on a guy that could end up starting by the actually could end up starting by the end of the year. Uh, definitely year two. So when they said this class was deep, it's fucking deep. There's a lot of guys in the mid rounds and the late rounds that I like. Um, I you know I like I like a lot of the guys that are going in the first and the second, but. Uh, if your team does not grab one of those guys in the first and the second, uh, don't worry. Um, this draft is really loaded. Courtney Davis, Texas A&M. Uh, pretty consistent the last two seasons, 54 receptions for 616 yards and four TDs. That's kind of a roundabout average um, of what he had his sophomore and junior year. He's not very flashy, but he uses his hands. More of a possession receiver, which might bury him on a depth chart. Um, based on where he's going, PFF has him uh, round round six, so he's gonna go late in the draft. But he is—I like the kid. Um, he could make a difference, but um, he's really gonna have to show something uh, his rookie year uh, just to avoid being buried. Uh, if you get if we get him on one of these teams where they're a little light at, they're a little light in talent. At wide receiver, um, he has a, he has a chance, um, but it's like I said, it's all going to depend on where he goes, uh, whether or not he makes a difference. Uh, Devin Deverney out of Texas, 2019, he had 106 receptions for 1,386 yards and nine TDs. He's five foot eleven, 210 pounds, so he's a little short. It's kind of bordering on there, but uh, still passable. 4.3940, okay? Would make one hell of a mid-round slot receiver. Slippery little shit with hell of speed. Nice hands on vertical passes and only lets ball into gut when coverage is tight, which is awesome. Um, round four projection. I think that's about right. Possibly, probably slipping into the fifth. It all depends on the draft. 
It's all going to depend on how quick these guys that are projected in the first round go. If we do get five, you know, five or six going in the first round, which is very, um, it's, it'd be a very odd year. But if a lot of teams are grabbing on there, then these guys could start pushing up, pushing up, pushing up. Um, I liked him. Like I said, he's a little bit slow, but he's very, very fast. Um, and he runs pretty decent routes. So next we have Brian Edwards out of South Carolina, six foot three, 212 pound senior. Quick as well as tall, uses his hands, rarely letting ball hit his gut. Can handle screens and slant and slants out of the slot. Projected round five. He's a nice guy. Um, nothing like he doesn't have burner speed, um, but he knows how to run a route. He's very quick to the point of attack. Um, so he's another guy that, you know, God. He's one of those guys like Martellus Bennett, except I think Edwards is smarter than Martellus Bennett, Bennett or, or uh, Martellus Bryant. Martavius Bryant. Good God, if I could say the fucking name. Um, Martavius Bryant is a real, real dipshit. This is who Edwards kind of reminds me of as far as talent. Um, gets a shot. He could he could be that, you know, down the field type guy. That, you know, the guy that really fucks everything up when you're playing fantasy. And you're just like, God damn it. If only I had him. And then they try and pick him up that next week. And then he doesn't do anything for like three weeks. It would be that kind of player. Chris Finke, Notre Dame, 5'9", 184-pound senior. Um, consistent his last two seasons with 41 receptions for 456 yards and four TDs in 2019. I put it on here simply. Um, this kid would get killed in the NFL. I really hope nobody drafts him. Talented for college, but not an NFL not an NFL player. Here we go. Aaron Fuller, Washington. Five foot ten, 187 pounds. Another little guy. Look good in pass catching drills, stayed on route and followed instructions. Consistent last two seasons with 59 receptions for 702 yards and six TDs in 2019. He's okay, but I believe Eason propped him up more than his own talent. Uh, but I did put on here that he uses his hands. Round seven, UDFA. He's gonna he's gonna have a problem making a team. Uh, doesn't mean I particularly hate him, uh, but it's kind of like Finke, um, where he's kind of he's kind of too small. If he was a little bit thicker, I might give him a chance. But four point five nine forty yard. Um, it's okay speed, but it's not like it's not breakaway speed. Antonio Gandhi Golden. Here's another inferior conference guy. He's out of Liberty. Uh, only played two seasons uh, with Liberty, but they were consistent. With 79 receptions for 100, or 100, 1,396 yards and 10 TDs in 2019. Projected round four. Kid is strong and drags DBs. Likes his hands, like his hands and his ability to track the ball and use his speed. Round four might be too low for him, but again, he faced inferior talent. This is going to kind of be a little wild card guy. Um, he's not he's not exceptionally fast, you know, like say a Henry Ruggs, right? So he's about a four point six forty. It's pretty de- it's decent, not great. Did twenty two uh, reps at the ben- uh, on the bench at the combine, which I like. So he's six foot four. He has a thirty six inch vertical, one hundred twenty seven inch broad jump. Uh, 7.33 cone drills, a little bit, starting to get a little slower there, but he's all right. Uh, 20-yard shuttle time was 4.55. Would have liked to have seen that be a little bit better. Um, he's a real wild card in that spot, you know, for a round four guy. I think somebody's going to jump on him just based on his ability, um, his athleticism. If you watch him, if you watch him on film, he is he just destroyed everybody. Um, I'm not saying he's not talented at all. 
I actually wouldn't mind the Packers actually taking a shot if they waited on him and maybe, you know, picked him up at the end of round three and, you know, kind of brought up and, you know, kind of jumped the gun. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, very, very talented, very tall. Um, I like the kid, like I said. It's just, it, it's all going to come down on whether or not it was... If the if the stats are really really propped up just based on who he was facing, and I think that's kind of the thing. I think that's kind of the key. Um, I could see his receptions being relatively the same in a better conference, but I mean you'd be looking at let's just say probably more like sixty five receptions, like a thousand yards. TDs might be there just based on his height. Like he can high point a ball pretty good, and he's strong, so. He, he's interesting. He's very, very interesting to me. All right. Antonio Gibson, Memphis. Um, he's an RB projected as a wide receiver. In 2019, he had 369 yards rushing with four TDs and 38 receptions for 735 yards of eight TDs. So you would think he'd be more of like a third down back guy, right? Based on the fact that he had the receptions for the yardage. But, I mean, he's 6'2", 221 pounds. It's really, really good size kid and that kid is fast he's really fucking fast the only problem is he tends to gator armor his receptions but when he holds on to it he's electric with it does something with it every time he's looking to go he's looking to go to the end zone every fucking time and i kind of like those kids um put on here too he'll probably start out as a return man working into the offense little by little um he'll be a steal late in the drafts pff does not have him projected anywhere um I don't know if it's just they get bored with some of these and they just don't project them out or they can't figure it out. Uh, Gibbs is probably going to be a guy that's going to be taken around probably about five, um, five or six, somewhere in there. He's not going to slip all the way back. But uh, if I was going to say, if I was going to project him out, I'd probably put him at the end of the fifth, beginning of the sixth, somewhere in there. Steven Goodry. Mississippi State, two seasons at, at Mississippi State, 30 receptions, 387 yards of five TDs in 2019. Uh, late rounds at best, more of a possession receiver, nothing flashy about him. PFF did not have him projected. I would probably put him at the end of the seventh UDFA. KJ Hamler, Penn State. Uh, redshirt sophomore. Uh, five foot nine, 176 yards, or five foot nine, 176 pounds. It's still early for me, you guys. It's still early. Um, 2019, he had 56 receptions for 904 yards and eight TDs. PFF has a projected round two or three. Okay. So damn, this kid is fucking fast and he's fast. If you go in, look at the film, you can see it. Tracks the ball really well, uses his hands, plays bigger than his body, and can get separation. Like this kid a lot. Uh, round three would probably be, be probably be a little bit too late for him. He's probably going to be a round two guy. I think somebody's going to jump on him because, if I remember correctly, he's only going to be like the second, third uh, quick little shit guy um, compared to, like, like we know Henry Ruggs is going to be one of the guys that's going to be in the slot. There's another guy, too. I can't remember who who right offhand. Coffee hasn't kicked in yet. So KJ Hamler is going to be, like, the third of the really quick slot guys. Um, he's going he's gonna to make a difference probably his first year. Uh, keep an eye on him. T. Higgins out of Clemson, six foot four, two hundred fifteen pound junior. Uh, dude is very is a beast. Very strong and quick. Uses his hands. Tracks the ball very well. Gets good separation. Wins his fifty fifty balls, and knows where he is at on the field at all times. PFF projection round one. ESPN rank number six. I actually believe I have T. Higgins in within my top five. Uh, he's definitely within my top ten. Uh, he's gonna go. He's gonna go round one or beginning of round two. There's some knocks on T. Higgins, and I don't know why they 
keep saying that he's slow because if you look at him on the field, he will fucking destroy people. John Hightower, Boise State. 2019, he had 51 receptions for 943 yards and 8 TDs. Very fast and has been used as a return man. Uses his hands and gets good separation. Dude's ha- dude has some ups. He can fucking jump. Uh, he even showed it at the combine. 38 and a half inch vertical. Uh, projected round three. That's about right. It's about right. Maybe round four. KJ Hill out of Ohio State. A lot of Ohio State guys. It's weird. PFF has him projected round two or three. Uh, Productive wide receiver with his best year being 2018. 70 receptions for 885 yards and six TDs. Uh, Increased TDs to 10 in 2019, so he's consistent in the end zone. Um, Not afraid to go across the middle, which I like to see from a guy who can play the slot. Uses his hands and gets good separation. Round two or three, I think it's a little high for him. I think he's more of a round four. Uh, I like Hamler a little bit better than I like um, K.J. Hill. Isaiah Hodgins, Oregon State, 2019, 86 receptions for 1,171 yards and 13 TDs. Has a tendency to gator arm his catches. More of a possession receiver and a team didn't make take much advantage of his height, which is a detriment to him. Uh, PFF projected round six, probably about right. He's not exceptionally fast or strong, um, which is going to kill him in this draft. So, you know, a lot of these guys, if they didn't redshirt, I kind of wonder why the fuck they came out in this year. Uh, like I said, it's super deep. So round six, it's about right. Trisha Jackson out of Syracuse. 2019 had 66 receptions for 1,023 yards and 11 TDs. It was o- his only productive season. He's six foot one, hundred ninety one yard, uh, ninety one pounds. So he's a little light for his frame, um, but he, kid was kid was strong, and when he gets to see him, he can go. Uh, but he just gator arms the ball a little bit too much, runs a decent route, and has potential for a late round selection. So he's going to be at the end of the draft, probably around seven, uh, UDFA. Justin Jefferson, LSU. All right, PFF projection. Uh, round two, ESPN rank number four, NFL, Bucky Brooks, number four, Justin Jefferson's in my top five. 2019, 111 receptions for 1,540 yards and 18 TDs. Tracks the ball well and uses his hands, gets really good separation, strong and fast. Uh, there's not much to say. He played with Burrow last year. Um Which is why his reception totals went way higher. Um, than his previous years, but um, I like Justin Jefferson. He's gonna make he's gonna make for a good. Uh, he's gonna make for a good. I don't know if a number one, but he'll definitely be a number two, which is fine with me. Um, definitely a guy that can play on the outside, though. Van Jefferson, Florida, projected round three for PFF transfer from Ole Miss. Uh, he was pretty consistent all four years with 49 receptions for 657 yards and six TDs. Kid tracks the ball really well. <laughs> Rally well. Oh, my God. How did I not catch that one? Idiot. Kid tracks the ball really well and in good and is good in close quarters. Tends to catch with his body at times. Needs a little bit of work, but he can be used in a slot. Has some really nice speed. Kid also talks a lot of shit on the field. I mean, he just he'll make he'll make even just a routine catch and he'll start talking shit to the DB. So I kind of like him. I don't think he's around three. I think he's more of around four or five. Um, I, I've been hearing a lot of stuff on Van Jefferson, but I, he just trust me, six foot two, he's hundred ninety seven pounds. He needs a lot of work um, in the strength in the strength department to make it in the NFL. So not saying he can't do it, but I wouldn't take him that high. Juwan Jennings. Tennessee, 59 receptions for 969 yards and 8 TDs in 2019. He's a tough-ass kid. He fucking drags DBs. Drags them. He can play on the inside, uses his hands, and tracks the ball well. Good feet and route running. Um, He is a bit slow, which makes him more of a possession receiver, not a leaper either, so his height is a good thing. Um, PFF has him projected around two. Um, That's a danger zone. This kid is more of a round four or five. Um, 
but I think they're looking at his height, um, his vertical, <laughs> his vertical jump isn't much of anything. It's only twenty nine. It's only twenty nine inches. I had I had a bigger vertical jump than this kid. Um, but like I said, he's he's very tough. He'll drag TVs. I would not take him in round two. Um, like I said, I would I would sit back on him. I would hope everybody would sit back on him, but somebody I think is going to jump on him and really live to regret it. Jerry Judy, Alabama. PFF round projection, top five pick, ESPN ranked number one. Bucky, Bucky hasn't ranked number one. He's close to number one. He's not my number one. Uh, last two seasons, very impressive, though, with 68 receptions for 1,300. 15 yards and 14 TDs in 2018, 77 receptions for 1,163 yards and 10 TDs in 2019. Very consistent. I love Jerry Judy. He catches with his hands and can run all types of routes. Very strong, very fast. If somebody took him first, I'm not going to blame him. It's going to be, you know, what's your preference, right? So if Jerry Judy goes as the first wide receiver, like I said, he's my second. Um, I'm not going to argue with it. I like Jerry Judy. I love Jerry Judy. I would love to see him on my team. He's going to make an impact right away, too. He's very polished. Colin Johnson, Texas. Best season was in 2018 with 68 receptions for 985 yards and 7 TDs. Has some range and a large target area. Not exceptionally fast, but makes up for it with his height. He's six foot six. He is 220 pounds. He's a very, very nice size. He can strap snag a ball out of the air from anywhere. Let's the ball reach his body uh, when throws on target, but it's something he can work on. Uh, PFF has him projected round four. This is why I said uh, Van Jefferson should be more down, you know, four or five, somewhere in there. Um, it's it's all because of Colin Johnson. I would rather have Colin. If you're going to tell me that they're going to go where they're going to go, right? Or, uh, yeah, yeah or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Juwan Jennings. Um, if you're going to tell me Juwan Jennings is going to go in round two, but I could get Colin Johnson in round four, maybe round five, um, I would take the shot on Colin Johnson before I take the shot on Juwan Jennings. And that's just being honest. I this kid is actually very impressive if you look at him. Played for Texas. Um, I liked him. Like I said, his best season was his junior year, but I'm not going to hold that against him. Next, we have Juwan Johnson out of Oregon. Another tall guy, six foot four, two hundred thirty one pounds, big dude. Uh, but his best season was in 2017, his sophomore year, with five hundred or with fifty four receptions, seven hundred one yards, and a TD. Does catch with his hands. He's a tough kid and has some hidden speed. He has a tough road to climb to make it in the NFL, but I do like this kid. At 231 pounds, you better be able to do more than 14 fucking reps at the combine, though. I'm just being honest. The the bigger, the higher your weight goes, the stronger you better be. Um, PFF has him projected round seven, UDFA. If you're telling me if you're telling me he's going to fall that far, I would probably take a shot on him. Um, I'm trying to remember. He played for Oregon. I, I Herbert. He played with Justin Herbert. So yeah, Herbert didn't really do him many favors um, this the last couple of years. So I think he's I think he's very talented. His speed is okay. He's four. He's four five eight. His vertical jump is, lacks a little bit with only thirty three inches. Um, but his three cone drill was under seven seconds, which is impressive. And his shuttle time was four point three seven. So he's got really quick feet. Um, if you're going to tell me he's around seven, I'd probably take a shot on him. I wouldn't let him hit. I wouldn't let him hit the free agent market. But uh, he he'd be a real work in progress. He'd be like a third. He'd be like a third year wide receiver, at best. Um, I I think he I think he can make a team very easily. Tyler Johnson, Minnesota. This is a kid I really fucking love. PFF has him projected round two. 
I think it's about right. It's probably going to be mid to late round two. Uh, last two seasons, very good. 78 receptions for 1,169 yards and 12 TDs in 2018. 86 receptions for 1,318 yards and 13 TDs in 2019. Watch this kid a lot. He's really fucking good. Um, he reminds me a lot of Anquan Bolden when he was younger. Not exceptionally fast, but he's tough as fuck. He can run any route you want him to and handle almost any pass you throw to him. He's got a very he's got a very good range. Um, he is a very very polished uh, young wide receiver, and he's going to be a, he's going to be an absolute steal because he's in this draft. No fault of his own, he graduated, so um, he's going to be a real fucking steal in round two. Because in any other year, you would probably consider him in the first round. All right, here's my number one wide receiver. C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. PFF has some projected top 10. Uh, ESPN rank number two, NFL.com number two. Last two seasons, very good. 65 receptions, 1,158 yards and 11 TDs in 2018. 62 receptions for 1,327 yards and 14 TDs in 2019. In my opinion, Lamb made Mayfield, Murray, and Hurts look so much better than they are. Great range in hands. Dude routinely caught passes behind him and kept going with the route. Remember, we were talking last year, Mayfield was throwing behind his wide receivers. So it was killing it was killing um, guys like Odell. Because they'd have to reach behind them and then they couldn't they it would make them stop. Like Odell stop to get that ball. And not continue on the route. This dude has enough range to where he can actually reach behind him and keep running and get that ball. Runs great routes and can handle the whole route tree. Um, very, very good. 4.540. So he's not like a high burner, um, but he's very, very strong. He looks faster on the field than he does at the combine. So... I like him. He's my number one, C.D. Lamb. Kalija Lipscomb. Kalija. I can, I, I've been sitting here for a couple of days trying to figure out this kid's name. I think it's like Kalija. Kalija, Kalija Lipscomb from Vanderbilt. Six foot one, 201 pound senior. Uh, best season was 2018. He had 87 receptions for 916 yards and nine TDs. More of a possession guy. Nothing really to write home about, though. Uh, PFF has him uh, round round seven UDFA. It's about right. Give me a second here. Austin Mack, Ohio State, senior, six foot two, two hundred fifteen pounds. He's a good size. Uh, last three seasons very consistent, but never eclipsed twenty seven receptions or three hundred sixty one yards in any of those seasons. Does use his hands though, and he's a possession guy that knows where his sideline is. He's better than most guys in this range of the draft. I will say that. If he slips to round six, he could be an actual steal. I think he's more of a fit. I think he's more of a fifth rounder. Um, he'd go high fifth, low four in most drafts, even though he didn't really have a lot of production. But I think it had more to do with Ohio State kind of spreading the ball around than it did with his talent. Um, I like the kid. I'd like to see what he can do. Hopefully he can make a team and actually uh, uh, produce for that team. Denzel Mims, Baylor, senior, six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds. PFF projection round one two. ESPN rank he is number ten. Two thousand seventeen and nineteen were his best. Sixty six receptions for one thousand twenty yards and twelve TDs in two thousand nineteen. He has good range, but he tends to gator arm from time to time. Not too worried about it. Uh, knows how to handle the sideline. He's fast, but never really was allowed to show it, um, which is because of his QB. I don't think his QB was all that great. Um, I think he goes in the second round, which should be a steal for whoever drafts him. I think he's going to kind of go right around where Tyler Johnson's going to go. I think you're going to kind of see, like, back-to-backs in there. Uh, so end of the second round, which is good. Darnell Mooney, Tulane. 5'11", 175 pounds, a little small, a little small. But 
Last two seasons were consistent, with 2018 being his best, 48 receptions for 993 yards and 8 TDs. He's another little guy flyer who could play the slot or excel as a returner. Does a lot with a little. I don't hate him, but he needs to get a little bit stronger if he wants to make a difference. This kid ran, this kid ran a 4.3840. He has a 37-inch vertical, which is huge. Uh, bench press, not too impressive. He only had nine, but so he needs to get a little bit stronger. But um, Darnell Mooney, he played at Tulane, conferences and all that great. I think it was uh, East Conference USA at Tulane, I believe. Yeah, it's not the Mac, it's CS, uh, Conference USA. So the competition wasn't all that great, but this kid actually has some real potential. And PFF isn't really on him with a round projection on there. So if you're telling me I could get this kid in the seventh, sixth round, somewhere in there, I'd want my team to take a shot on him. Like I said, he does a lot with very little with what he had. He, he'd be completely covered, and he could still get around the guys. He's a quick little shit guy. I like him. K.J. Osborne, Miami, six foot, six foot. 205 pounds. Uh, consistent last two seasons with 2018 being his best with 53 receptions for 892 yards and 7 TDs. But he is a body catcher. Very, very much so. Very much lets the ball hit him right in the gut. Really quick and uses his strength to his advantage. Dude bounces tacklers. Willing to get low and take a hit and keep going. I do like the kid. Um, He's going to be another late rounder, 6-7, somewhere in there. Uh, he ran a 4.4840, four, uh, 4. and he has a 37.5-inch vertical, which is great. Uh, he also did 18 reps in bench. It's very, very strong. So he just needs to work on the catching. If somebody is willing to put him on a practice squad, you know, if he falls out or if he's real low, if he makes it to a practice squad and can work on it, I think he can actually make a difference at some point in time. Aaron Parker, Rhode Island. Six foot three, two hundred and eight pounds. Senior, two thousand nineteen was his best season of two played at Rhode Island. Two thousand nineteen, he had eight eighty one receptions for twelve hundred twenty four yards and nine TDs. Two thousand eighteen uh, wasn't terrible though; it was actually pretty good as well. Uh, uses his height and his hands, which is great. Deceptively quick when he finds an opening. This dude literally tells guys to go fuck themselves on fifty fifty balls. He, it's his ball. He wants it. It's his fucking ball. Any other year, you would take him in the top half of the draft. Keep an eye on Aaron Parker. I'm going to project him late four, early five, because that's where I want him to be taken. That's where he should be taken. So if he falls below that, start start kind of circling him and being like, okay, who's going to get him? Who's going to get him? If he falls out, it's a fucking travesty. Next, we have Desmond Patman out of Washington State, six foot four, two hundred twenty-eight pounds, senior. Last two seasons very consistent: sixty-one receptions for 80, 816 yards and five TDs in two thousand eighteen, and fifty-eight receptions for seven hundred sixty-two yards and eight TDs in two thousand nineteen. Uses his hand speed and height to his advantage. Tough kid and runs decent routes. Like his adjustment on bad passes, and there was a ton of bad passes. Oh, 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 oh. oh this kid played with Gardner Minshew. That's what we're talking about here. He should be a mid-round draft pick at worst. At worst. Patman and Parker should go, like, right next to each other. If he, if they, He's another one. If he slips past the fifth, past that early fifth, start circling him. Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Michigan. Guy that just was not fucking utilized to his potential at all. Uh, best season was 2018, 47 receptions for 612 yards and 8 TDs. A really athletic player who can return kicks, sometimes disappeared in games, but I blame that on his QB, like I kind of hinted at. He's always had decent hands and would like to see him in the slot uh, using his speed. He's a round projection of five. Um, I think... I think Patman and Parker should go before People Jones, uh, but round five wouldn't be terrible. Ran a four forty eight uh, forty yard. His vertical jump is forty four and a half inches. 
His broad jump is 139 inches. He's a fucking athletic freak. Somebody's going to take a shot on him. Round five is probably about right. Um, I don't think anybody's going to take him in the fourth, but I don't think he slips to the sixth. Um, He needs to get to a team that knows how to use their fucking wide receivers, though. Um, Otherwise, they're just wasting their time even bothering to draft him. So if you were to tell me that Peoples-Jones was going to end up on the L.A. Rams now that they don't have Brandon Cooks, I would be like, it makes sense. Especially fifth-round pick, you know, you ease him in there. He wouldn't start right away, although he should start right away. Um, And put him across from, say, Robert Woods. You could go three wide again with uh, Woods and Cup. But uh, probably won't happen there. Interesting, interesting. Um, Yeah, I like him. I I like him. I don't think he was utilized correctly at Michigan, which is a shame. Malcolm Perry, Navy. Uh, he's a QB converting to wide receiver. He's a running quarterback. Rushed for 2,017 yards and 21 TDs while passing for 1,084 yards and 7 TDs in 2019. Could be very versatile. Very talented, but it's a tough hill to climb. Uh, he's a hair too slow combined with the fact that he is a little guy. 5'9", 190 pounds, and would need to rely on his speed. So I think somebody will take a shot on him late 7. Could be a UDFA, practice squad guy. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, I like the kid. He's just, he's too small. He's too slow. What do you want? Michael Pittman, USC. Six foot four, 220 pounds senior. PFF has him projected round two. ESPN has him ranked as number seven. 2019 had 101 receptions for 1,275 yards and 11 TDs. Uh, I am putting. Pittman into my top five. He's very impressive with his hands, uses height to his advantage, and has good range, runs all the routes, and looks good on his breaks. Um, he also can take, he's another guy that can take bad passes and do something with them. Uh, do like Michael Pittman. He'll be a difference maker uh, year, year one. Um, James Prochet out of SMU. He's a redshirt senior, 5'11, 196 pounds. 2018. 93 receptions for 1,199 yards and 12 TDs. 2019, he had 111 receptions for 1,225 yards and 15 TDs. Very, very impressive numbers, right? Gator arms the ball. The inferior competition only helps him to accumulate the stats. I am not overly impressed with James Prochet, and there's a lot of people on James Prochet as kind of like a late, a late guy, a late bloomer. Um, he's projected round six by PFF. Round six, I mean, you're not, you're not, it's not a terrible, you know, reach to grab him and see what you can get out of him. But overall, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not impressed with him at all. Jalen Rager, TCU, five foot eleven junior, two hundred six pounds. Best season was 2018, 72 receptions for 1,061 yards and nine TDs. Uh, PFF has him projected round one. ESPN has him ranked number eight. He is a tough little shit. Fights for every contested catch. Quick as shit. Uses his hands and uses his jumping ability to make up for his lack of height. Uh, definite slot guy. Um, this is the guy that's going to go after rugs. Um, this is the this is the guy that's right in front of KJ Hamler for me as far as the slot guys are concerned. Uh, Rager is very, very good. He runs a 4-4-7-40, 42-inch uh, vertical. It shows up. It shows up on film. He utilizes it. Bench press wasn't a, was a terrible 17. Um, I do like the kid. I mean, I like the kid a lot. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him on Packers, to be honest with you. Joe Reed, Virginia. 77 receptions in 2019 for 679 yards and 7 TDs. He can return kicks. Uh, he's got some speed with some burst. Uh, very nice hands that can navigate a sideline. He runs a 4 4 7 40. Uh, strong kid, too. Did 21 reps at, at the combine. In bench press, he has a 38-inch vertical. 
not bad. Round six projection, uh, it's about right. Round six, probably late round five, maybe even. Um, I don't think he slips past early six. Kendrick Rogers out of Texas A&M. Redshirt junior, 6'4", 208 pounds, tall, lanky. Never eclipsed 30 receptions or 351 yards in three meh seasons. No idea why this kid bothered to come out after his junior year. Um, not very impressive. He should have had another fucking year. Um, I don't know why you would come out unless you thought that you were going to be able to get money. Uh, round projection, uh, 7 UDFA. Yeah, that's about right. Henry Ruggs, Alabama. Consistent last two seasons, 46 receptions, 741 yards, and 11 TDs in 2018, and 40 receptions for 746 yards and 7 TDs in 2019. Yes, those numbers don't look impressive, but if you watch the film on him, he is really fucking fast. That 4.2740 shows up. Uh, Uses his hands and can jump. His 42-inch vertical shows up. Tua underthrew him, and he stopped. Here's one here's one thing. Tua underthrew him and he stopped, spun around, and ran away from the defender who was right next to him. That's how good this kid is. Nice feet and use of toes on the line. PFF project round one. ESPN number three, NFL.com number three. And he is going to be worth whatever draft capital is spent on him. In the right situation, of course. LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado. 2018 was his best uh, with 86 receptions uh, for 1,011 yards and 6 TDs. His 2019 was good too, but not as good as 2018. Um, strong as fuck. He's deceptively quick for a bigger-bodied wide receiver. Six foot two, 220 pounds. Runs really good routes. PFF projected him round one. ESPN ranks him number nine. NFL ranks him number five. He's going to slip into the second round, even to the mid-late second round, and he's going to be a steal at that spot. He would be a definitive number one wide receiver in any other year. Daryl Stewart, Michigan State. Three consistent seasons, but never eclipsed 50 receptions, 697 yards, or four TDs. Very meh. Very meh. Not a difference maker. PFF doesn't have him projected. He's UDFA. Freddie Swain, Florida. 2019, he was 30 receptions for 517 yards and 7 TDs. That was his best year by far. He's a body catcher. He's impressive on kick returns where he can show his speed. Runs a 4.46.40. He has a 36.5-inch vertical. Uh, PFF does not have him rated. He's probably a 7th, maybe UDFA at best. Jeff Thomas, Miami. Last two seasons were consistent, but did not eclipse 35 receptions, 563 yards, or three TDs at any point. Uh, body catcher, can't break a tackle worth of shit. Uh, undraftable. Ben Victor, otherwise known as Benjamin Victor. 34 receptions for 545 yards and six TDs in 2019. He uses his hands, has some nice stop and start moves. Uh, to me, he's not overly impressive, but he has a chance to make an impact as a fourth wide receiver. Um, round five projection. Somebody will probably jump on him because of the height and try to build up strength. Cause he's only 199 pounds, so he's going to need to put on some weight. On there, his vertical jump is 35 inches, which isn't too bad for his height. Um, 4640. Bench press was nine. Ugh. Uh, three cone drill was good though, seven point one. Uh, PFF round five. I'm probably saying round six. Although somebody will probably jump on him higher because of the fucking height again. Uh, Quez Watkins, uh, junior out of Southern Miss. Last two seasons, seventy-two receptions for eight hundred eighty-nine yards and nine TDs in 2018. Sixty-four receptions for eleven hundred seventy-eight yards and six TDs in 2019. Uses his hands and he is fast. And it shows up on tape. Um, but he did play inferior talent, in my opinion, but he's projected in the right area of the draft where PFF has him projected round five. I think that's fine. Five, maybe early six. He'll get a shot to possibly take over a slot wide receiver spot somewhere, though. 
if he works hard, he's six foot two, he's 190 pounds, so he needs to build up some strength. But his 40 yard dash, 435, he has a 36 and a half inch vertical. Um, cone drill, 7.28, not bad. Shuttle was 4.36, so he's pretty quick. He's got good feet. Um, round five, if he slipped into round six, that'd be a fucking hell of a steal for this kid. Um, like I said, you could put him in the slot if you wanted to. Uh, last but not least, Cody White, Michigan State. He's a junior. He's a junior. 2019, six receptions for 922 yards and six TDs. Gator arms the ball and lets the ball hit him in the body. Not very quick at all and is tackled easily. May get drafted but won't last long in the league. He's a poor man's Laquan Treadwell. And that, my friends, is the wide receiver breakdown for the 2020 NFL draft. Um, like I said, we're, we're going to get into running backs next week. I'm hoping to get that one out sooner rather than later. Um, but I may just go ahead and just wait until Friday to put out a Friday or Saturday again to put out the podcast, um, work on some other things as well. Um, just making sure that we get everything covered because we do have less than two weeks until the NFL draft, which will be on everybody's TV and that's it. Six days a Six days from now, I was supposed to be down in Arizona with three of my buddies. The trip is gone because of what I call bullshit with the virus. But it is what it is. Do your thing. Be safe. Just don't freak out. Don't be assholes about it. Um... God, I'm such an asshole when I'm out. Such an asshole when I'm out about it, but it is what it is. It gives me a little bit more time to sit here and talk to you guys, get everything kind of, you know, get the T's crossed and the I's dotted, but still, still, fucking, I hate all this bullshit. Fuck it. Let's go on. Let's get to next week. It's not a schooner, it's a sailboat. A schooner is a sailboat, stupid head. You know what? There is no Easter Bunny! Over there, that's just a guy in a suit! <laughs>